Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I would say that just join forces with the ones that are questioning uh, in order to uh, build something that you believe is the right thing to do and not what people told was the right thing to do your whole life. Melting Pot, a global podcast series hosted by Pile, connects guests who have inspiring stories and reaches out to a multicultural audience over 52 countries. Guests are diverse, such as celebrities, entrepreneurs, travelers, and many more who've had a turning point in their lives and moved over to a holistic lifestyle. Follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, social media. Hi, everyone. Today, I am in conversation with Felipe Simi. Felipe is founder, CEO, and creative chairman at Soko, which is a creative agency. He is an LGBT plus activist, a TEDx speaker, and as I understand, one of the most admired advertising executives in Brazil. Thank you so much. It's my privilege to be talking to you today, Felipe. Thank you. I'm very honored to be here today with you. Um, so, Felipe, let's uh, start with, because my understanding is that you worked with global companies um, as a client. And what made you shift to setting up your creative agency? Um, in the beginning of my career, uh, I worked in global companies, as you said, like Unilever in the Hershey company, uh, in the marketing department. Uh, but I've always wanted to work in the agency side of business because uh, at that time when, when I was a client, uh, the roles were very separate. So people who would be creating communication wouldn't work in the client side of business by the early 2000. Uh, and I was very interested in participating more in the creative process. Um, and that the way that I found to manage to do that uh, was shifting from the other side to the other side uh, to work at the agent side of business. Of course, there was a pursuit of an entrepreneurial uh, goal as well, and, and the chance to build something unique and meaningful to me as well. And that that was part of that, that was on the table for me as well. Um, and I believe there were two main reasons that I decided to found Soko. One was to change the creative process in order to integrate clients and other department. Uh, in the process in order they, for them to come up with their visions, their backgrounds, their life stories to the table uh, and bring their perspectives on the challenge that we have to solve for brands. Uh, because usually in the advertising industry, there are two people that are considered creatives. Uh, they are directors and the copywriters. And I never understood why uh, that was going on because I believe creativity is everywhere. And the more diverse uh, thinking we have in the process, the better in order to come up with innovation uh, and creativity. 
So those are the, the are, those were the reasons because I wanted to change the, the creative process and also because I saw uh, lack of diversity in the agencies in Brazil. We are a very diverse country in terms of race, ethnicities, uh, gender, um, uh, regions. Usually, advertising industry in Brazil is very concentrated in the southeast region of Brazil, but Brazil is very big. Uh, so I wanted to bring everyone to the table, regardless of where they're, they're living at, where they were born, uh, if there are part of that or this ethnicity, because we wanted to bring all the cultural perspectives to the table. And I believe that was better for creativity. Uh, and I, I had a desire for a more agile, innovative and client-centric approach to advertising as well, because I was a client, so I understood that was important. Yeah. Uh, and the opportunity to, to create a platform for creativity and impact in the industry through diversity and collaboration. Okay, so uh, basically you think that diversity and authenticity in campaigns is is very, very important, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. I do. I do believe that. Okay, so what, um, firstly, what is the meaning of SOCO? What does it stand for? And personally, what does it mean to you? I mean, you've kind of given a, a background on why yeah. <laughs> you decided to move from uh, being a client to, you know, incorporating uh, creativity. But what does it really, really mean to you personally? I, I think Circle is the manifestation of uh, my passion for advertising uh, and making a positive difference in the industry. I wanted to combine the two things. I've always said that I love advertising, but I don't love the advertising industry. Uh, it can be very harmful uh, for people who deviate from what's considered standard. Uh, so uh, I wanted to change that. I wanted to, people to feel represented, to feel they belong in the advertising industry. Uh, and SoCo was my response to that desire. Uh, Soko represents a platform for me for creativity, collaboration, and impact. It embodies uh, my vision of crafting powerful brand stories. I always call advertising brand stories and not just advertising, because at the end of the day, that's what we are doing. We are uh, making storytelling. We are creating stories uh, that generate our media. And I believe in our media because that's the response to a powerful story. If we ha you have a powerful story, it's going to be retold by people, by your audience. Uh, and that's what we want when we create our stories at Soko. And so Soko is a vehicle for creating meaningful connections between brands and their audiences at the end of the day. So what are some of the campaigns that have really um, meant what you just said, you know, about uh, powerful storytelling? Um, can you highlight a couple of uh, campaigns that you have actually worked on at Soko, and you've been extremely proud of. Yeah, I'll, I will highlight a recent one that we Dove is one of our clients. Okay. Uh, and Dove probably was the brand that inspired me to create advertising, uh, because they I I learned from Dove that it was possible to build advertising while we change what's what's what we need to change in the world. Uh, as reference for Dove, uh, what are the standards for beauty, right? Um, and we had a challenge at Soco with Dove in the summer in Brazil because they don't have summer products in Brazil. So they uh, are not really part of the conversations during summer as a beauty brand. So that was the challenge. 
Uh, and what we found out in order to make that relevant during the summer, uh, we did a research with a very renowned institute in Brazil, and we found out that 42% of people with bigger bodies in Brazil stopped going to the beach uh, because they didn't feel welcomed. Uh, and one of the reasons for that is because there aren't any big enough, safe enough beach chairs for them. Uh, so what we did for Dove, instead of creating a campaign, a traditional one, we developed, test, designed, and launched the biggest beach chair in the market, uh, branded by Dove. And by doing that, we solved an instructor problem for this audience. Uh, and also, we made Dove the most talked about beauty brand during the summer. So not always we have to come up with a traditional communication format that is expected from advertising. Stories can live in different formats. Uh, and in this case, the story was launching a chair for people to belong uh, in the summer in Brazil. That's very interesting. Yeah, um, I did read about it somewhere. And, uh, oh, you did? Oh, I'm yeah, glad I about did. it. <laughs> and, and I also have read about your... Uh, how closely you work with Himes and yeah we do um, and so can you talk a little bit about what is the attempt here with um trying to you know trying to sort of engage with uh, the um the younger generation of of uh people in in Brazil what what exactly was the thought yeah. behind your firstly, what was the campaign, or what is what you're trying to do, and secondly, um, what kind of an impact are you expecting from it? Yeah, I can give you an example from Heinz as well. Um, we've been working with Heinz for two years or so, and the challenge of the brand in Brazil is basically about the superiority and the naturality of the ingredients they have in the ketchup, for instance. Uh, so everything we do for them uh, is always talking about uh, those two points. Uh, it's better and it's natural. Um, and when tackling Gen Z, specifically, as you said, the younger generation, uh, there is a urgent need of authenticity uh, and innovation in order for them to connect with the stories that we create. Um, and again, uh, we found out that 46% of the Gen Z uh, audience in Brazil love tattoos. Uh, and one of the most tattooed brands in Brazil is Heinz, according to another what research as number? well. Is it the number 57? Uh, yeah, the, the, the Heinz logo, the Heinz logo or the ketchup bottle, uh, the 57 number as well. People who love Heinz really love Heinz. <laughs> and, <laughs> I can tell you uh, that I can tell you that my daughter is a prime example. Uh, oh, she she's is. Actually, she's tattooed uh, 57 uh, because. I can't believe it. <laughs> because she absolutely loves Heinz. And of course, oh we're now God. looking at, yeah, and looking at, you know, we always look at the back of any, pro any um, product to just make sure that, you know, it's, it's all natural and it does not have. Yeah. And, and yeah, so yeah, and so Heinz. That, that's a brand message, yeah. Yeah, so they want to talk how natural they are. So what? What when we found out that, uh, um, we also uh, found another uh, insight that was, uh, 
red color tattoo ink is getting banned uh, in a lot of countries. In the European Union, it's already banned in Germany, for instance. And in Brazil, uh, there is a very hard regulation on any uh, tattoo ink that is not black. Uh, so what we did was we cannot like uh, leave our consumers and brand lovers uh, like in this situation. We, we needed to solve that. So we partnered with uh, a very uh, renowned ink manufacturer called Electric Ink in order to develop an all-natural uh, and all made of no harmful ingredient red tattoo ink. Uh, and that's what we did along 14 months with them to develop a red tattoo ink that was not harmful and made with. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Only good ingredients. And we launched the thing under Heinz brand. Uh, it's a red tattoo ink made with the same quality Heinz makes ketchup. Uh, so we can guarantee that Heinz fans will get a, a tattoo, uh, rather the, if they want to tattoo Heinz or not, or any red tattoos, uh, with a safe uh, red tattoo ink. And it was a really huge story uh, that ended up uh, being told not only in Brazil, but in a lot of, of other countries as well. And that's the reason we are also launching the ink in other countries in the following month, uh, because it, it, it became a, a huge success for Heinz fans and for tattoo fans. Wow, that, that's so interesting. So um, your creative, like I at the start of the conversation, you mentioned how copywriters and directors are, you know, they've been kind of always separated and they are not they don't necessarily always align with each other. So um, how do you, what have you, what is the single biggest change that you have brought about within your agency to, I mean, you've talked about diversity and inclusion and all of that, but yeah. in terms of the method of uh, working, what is the single biggest change that you think you've brought about? within Soko? Yeah, um, I believe that advertising is still uh, working in this Fordism model uh, where you have departments that are very separate in agencies. Uh, and usually when a brief comes from a client, it gets uh, in the agency through the account department, uh, which uh, translates this brief 
into a challenge for the planning department, which translates the challenge into an insight. And then this insight is passed on to the creative department where the art directors and copywriters will come up with creative executions. And then the production department will end up uh, bringing this to life. So it's very, there's, it's a four layered. Model. Yeah, so it's layered. Yeah, very layered. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like uh, many and sort of levels to go through. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And what we did at Soko since our first year in 2016 uh, was making an structure that has less departments. So we only have three departments at Soko. And they all work together in the creative process in order to come up with the solution. And I believe that's one of our main um secrets in order to come up with fresh stories because what we do in the end of the day is that everyone involved in the client brief uh, is bringing their perspective on how to come up with a solution for that challenge and we have a process for that which we call a ritual <laughs> we like to call it a ritual because uh, rituals are made to be followed and processes we learn we have to bypass them uh, and we don't want people to bypass this process. We want people to follow the ritual and hear the perspective of all, all of their colleagues in order to uh, come up with actually uh, a good solution for that challenge. So I believe that's the main uh, difference that we did at Soko uh, in terms of the creative process. Uh, so what happens in practice is we have uh, a moment of our creative process called Ignite. Uh, and in this Ignite moment, everyone involved in the brief has compulsory to bring three things. We call things because it either can be a data, a reference, an insight, an idea, uh, whatever, uh, based on your life story, based on your background, based on your uh, skills, bring three things about the challenge. And everyone writes these three things in a single document and we all go in a two-hour meeting where everyone just tells everyone else about their three things on how to come up with a solution for that challenge uh, and, it, and, and it's a magic that just happens when you get everyone involved and bring their, their perspective to the table uh, regarding the challenge magically you've, you connect the dots uh, in a solution uh, appears in front of everyone and it becomes very it becomes very clear uh, what path we should follow in order uh, to solve the challenge and so there are yeah clearly different different people have different uh, thought processes and exactly when you collectively ideate it just it, it just brings about things that maybe a copywriter or a creative director may not have thought of so it's like brainstorming and it's like brainstorming yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's a, it's a it's brainstorming in a very I, I i usually don't like the traditional brainstorms uh but this is a, a sort of brainstorm that you don't have to uh agree on anything you just have to listen and i believe that the listening process of hearing, actually hearing what your colleague, your peer has to say about it, uh, makes you uh, cross paths that you were not crossing by yourself because your curiosity has 
a limit yeah. and your colleagues might not have. Yeah. Uh, their curiosity yeah. can go somewhere that you were not expecting. And that's why I like the ritual, to follow this ritual, because uh, we actually come up, we actually like encounter uh, these different perspectives that uh, allows us to be more creative. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, that that I, I would say is the single biggest change that you have brought about. Um, who is the one person who professionally you would say has been a mentor for you? A mentor? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a, I had so many, uh, but I have a, a lot of inspirations in Brazil. I love what Samantha Almeida um, is doing, is, is, is a friend and also I, I could say a mentor because I talk to her so much uh, and we... Um, we share our challenge to each other frequently. Uh, she works at Global. Global is our biggest TV network in Brazil. Uh, and TV is huge here. <laughs> it gets everywhere. Uh, so uh, she is a fantastic professional, a great person. And I love what she's doing. I could also say my partner, Brisa. Brisa is co-CEO at Soco. Uh, and we've been together building the agency since uh, 2016 as well. Uh, and she's definitely a mentor to me. Uh, so I, I would say both, both of them. Okay, that's interesting. Um, what would, what is the one piece of advice that you would, it could be even more than one, just, uh, you know, to get, to give someone who would like to start a career either as an entrepreneur founding a creative agency or wanting to work with a creative agency? What is one piece of advice or even more that you would like to give? I would say um, don't get carried away by the rules that people who dominated this industry um, built. Uh, because uh, they're very uh, specific for people who had a lot of privilege to follow. Uh, so I would say uh, forget these measures and try creating your own uh, and sharing with people that want to challenge those rules and those measures as well, uh, because there, there are a lot of sparkling and beautiful things were happening in advertising in places you're not expecting. So I would say that just join forces with the ones that are questioning uh, in order to uh, build something that you believe is the right thing to do and not what people told was the right thing to do your whole life. So it's, it's traditional versus unconventional, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that the unconventional is being unconventional is a good advice <laughs> in, in, at this moment in advertising. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And do you see that, um, like, are you a pioneer in in this kind of a change or um, have others also been doing it um, along with you? Yeah, of course. Uh, even at Soko, I always say that if Sokol's culture is basically uh, uh, characterized by data, uh, 
uh, collaboration and, and diversity. And collaboration is a key word for me. Uh, so I don't believe we can manage to achieve change by ourselves. So activism needs to be made uh, in, as, as a collective. Um, so there are a lot of people doing it at SoCo and outside of SoCo as well. That's so I, I'm not doing anything alone. <laughs> anything alone. But I think what you're doing is is very creditable and you've um, you're working closely with obviously brands and big corporations believe in you, which is why um, you are um, helping with their campaigns and their creatives and they reach out to you. And that's why you're one of the most liked advertising people <laughs> in Brazil. And I have heard this from a few people and which is why I, when um, your PR reached out to me to say that if, if I would uh, like you to be on my show, and I said, wow, that's that's very interesting. And it's it's a privilege to to talk to you and to understand all the amazing work that you are doing. So thank you so much, Felipe. I've really, really, really enjoyed this conversation and wish you all the very best. The privilege is mine. I'm very honored to be here. Thank you a lot for that, for the <laughs> space and for the kind questions and the kind conversation. It was really good. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.